Volume 4, Creepy Folklore, from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 22, South Africa, Africa, Rutsland. Once, very long ago, gods and goddesses had gathered from all over the universe to begin the process of creation. Existence was a relatively new concept. Everything has a beginning, even divinity. So when it came time for these immortal godlings to breathe life into their subjects, it's more than a little understandable that certain lapses in judgment might have been made. While the celestial objects were still being placed in the sky, some gods and goddesses were composing what types of life would inhabit the small but mighty planet that one day would be known as the Earth. These creatures must be powerful, demanded the gods. These creatures must be intelligent, insisted the goddesses. These creatures must be cunning, determined both groups. And with smiles on their faces, they birthed one of the first living creatures on the planet and immediately regretted their decision. Ranging six to twelve meters in length, the creature had a muscular body that slithered in order for it to move. It could grow up to a meter in width, and its head was loaded with razor-sharp tusk and a long single appendage for its nose. Its gigantic ears dangled to the side, and its fearsome eyes seemed to shine like gemstones with an awesome intelligence. An apex predator before prey had even been invented. The godlings who gave this creature its life knew that were these beings to roam free, no other life on the planet would ever be safe. The gods and goddesses redesigned the creature and were able to split most attributes of the being evenly into two new animals. Thus began the existence of the elephant and of the snake. Knowing their predecessor needed to be destroyed post-haste, the deities gathered up every original creature and eliminated them from the face of the planet. Every single creature, that is, except for one. Fleeing deep into the land that would eventually be known as Africa, the creature slithered all the way to the bottom of the continent and hid in a cave just over 60 kilometers from the ocean. The entity found the warm water comforting, and the cave appeared nearly bottomless, full of wonders that turned the creature's already black heart even more so for this cave housed a precious gem in numbers unlike anything the world may ever know. Diamonds. Precious, peerless diamonds existed in this cave, and the elephant snake, or the snake elephant, coveted them all. Though the beast spent all of its time hoarding more and more treasure, it still needed to eat. Whenever it felt the pangs of hunger, it would slide out of its cave and cruise the shore of the river. Easily snatching any manner of beast drinking at the shore, the creature could swallow an entire cow in one gulp. After living this way for quite some time, 
the entity stumbled upon one of its descendants. The beast had never seen an elephant before, though it looked like the creature itself. These elephants were so much less, but it did look truly delicious. Luring the pachyderm back to the cave, the creature fell on the poor animal in a gluttonous attack that left nothing but a shredded carcass splattered with blood. The beast had never known such delight, and a new cannibalistic adjacent chapter was added to the creature's legacy. As the years crept by, and then flew by, newer and newer animals would stumble into the world. Some would find themselves quick to extinction, while others thrived and found purchase on the planet. Over hundreds of thousands of years, one being that would eventually call itself humanity caught the attention of the creature. These new humans thought themselves intelligent. They thought themselves powerful and even boasted about how cunning they were. These humans had dared name the beast. They called it the Great Snake, the Rutlan. Humanity provided the timeless beast with paltry entertainment from time to time. Sometimes it eliminated a human being for simply looking at its cave. But the beast let it be well known that it adored all sorts of gems. Primarily, of course, diamonds. So any pathetic human that might stumble into its path may now choose to beg for its life with a bribe of jewels. Yes, the Great One might kill the human anyway, but at least now it would be putting those helpful little ants to work. One day, one of these male humans attempted to find the Grutzlan's treasure for himself. Descending into the cave with a cable and winch, the man was startled by the overpowering smell of sulfur when bats suddenly flew into his face. Escaping the cave, soaked in tears and in sweat, the prospector fled the region, and no one ever tried that little stunt again. That is, until the early 20th century. A businessman from the United Kingdom named Peter Grayson was exploring Richardsfeld with the distinct goal of finding the legendary treasure. When lions attacked his crew, everyone scattered. After the injured, the unscathed, and the casualties were accounted for, Peter was not among any of the groups. History has noted that Mr. Grayson simply disappeared. And though no official cause is listed or recognized, those who know the area insist the beast thought it best to eliminate the expedition before it even began. Local humans eventually learned how to live alongside the Rutzlang. This primarily involved steering well clear of the beast. Thinking that this creature had influence over snakes in the region, and was an evil snake spirit itself, humans would hope to ward off interlopers by telling how the beast could produce an overwhelming sense of evil in its prey, 
paralyzing any who invaded its territory. Though some accounts claim an amulet grows in the center of its forehead, others claim its wise eyes are actually gemstones themselves. These stones are wedged into the eye sockets of the massive skull, greedily seeking out more of the same. Every so often a human will see a Grutzlang, or think that they will. And every so often, humans will report trenches dug by the Orange River or by the King George Cataract that just have to have been made by the beast's powerful body slithering through the brush. They all may have seen something, or they may have all seen nothing. The Hrutzlang does not require belief in order to exist. All that it requires is diamonds, or whatever gems you might have on your person. That is, assuming you would like to continue existing yourself. And according to the people of South Africa, that is the story of how just one creepy African cryptid found entry into our world. Thank you for listening today. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Please have a wonderful day, and make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. We implore you to please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. We truly look forward to seeing you next episode, and thanks again. 